Okie dokie, Smokey. All right. So let's go over. So let's I think, do it all over again. I think that we, we in general, we, we got through the, the part about the breweries. Yes. So. Back to the LHC? Yeah, let's go with the LHC. We'll start with that. Actually, no. The, the first thing we started was the um, the the rocket. Oh, okay. Yeah, SpaceX. SpaceX, their Falcon rocket, which is a very cool achievement. So this bad boy just happened uh, the other week. They managed to do a VTOL landing, so a vertical landing of their rocket. Yeah, so, I mean, SpaceX has been, uh, you know, they're working on... Rockets. They have the Falcon, which has been uh, approved to deliver cargo to the International Space Station. You know, at first they couldn't even get close to the space yeah. station, but it's been delivering uh, product to the ISS. So that was like a stage in, in the rocket's development. And then another stage in the rocket's development is for the first stage of the rocket to land, not just splash down in the ocean, mm-hmm. but to land under its own power. And so that in theory it could be reused. And they've been. They were going to try this. Uh, they tried it twice, and both times, one the second time was almost made it. The third time they were going to try it, the rocket blew up on launch. Yeah. And this is the fourth time they were going. It's the third time they've tried it. Fourth time they were going to try it. So you may have seen stuff about uh, another company, Jeff Bezos's company. This is Elon Musk company, of SpaceX. I'm not sure which one Jeff Bezos's company is. Blue Origin. Blue Origin. So they launched uh, a rocket that did a VTL landing, but they did it. Their rocket was different. It was much smaller. Uh, it was only about a story and a half. It was only about like eighteen meters tall, uh, and or thirteen even I think. And all it did was go up hundred miles and just go back down. And why would you want to support someone who only does that by not using a referral link? <laughs> The Elon Musk variant is uh, something like 85 meters tall, uh, and it goes doesn't just go up 100 meters. It also goes west 6,000 meters because the, the first the first stage does the first stage because it's it's pushing, it's going into orbit. I mean, orbit is not just up; it's also up and to the side, so it's pushing its uh it's it's stage two in orbit. So then it comes back from 6,000 miles away, out away, over the ocean, and it comes back. To land on its mm-hmm. thing, and that's pretty cool. Uh, as a, it, the thing is that this one, this particular one, is almost certainly. I mean, they're not going to reuse it. They're going to look at it. They're going to take it apart and look at every single thing so they can look at the stress that, that happened. Right. But you know, maybe the idea is that they're landing it so they can reuse the first stage. Excuse me again. Yeah. I mean, even if they find that the body stresses don't work most of the i'm sure the shell isn't the large cost i think the rocket engine is probably the large right. cost especially with you know liquid fueled rocket engines you know it's pretty pretty hardcore stuff um no it's really cool i was excited you know it's one of those things you know it's like go humans you know it's like yeah. you know a cheer for cheer for what we were able to do humanity so speaking of go humans there's other story that i covered that we lost but anyway uh the LHC found, perhaps, they, they found a bump, a statistical bump in their measurements of the background at about 750 GeV. Two of the, the two major experiments, CMS and Atlas, both found this bump. That's an that's interesting sign mm-hmm. because 
if one of them found it and the other didn't, then it'd be saying something. But right now it's only about one to three sigma, depending on how you look at it. If you look at it three sigma, it's about a one in 300 or so chance that it's, that it's um, not real. But that's mm-hmm. enough to to make it uh, to make it pretty easily go into background okay. after you get enough events. But that means it's a two hundred ninety nine and three hundred chance that it is real. Mm-hmm. If it is a real bump at seven hundred fifty, then it would be pretty remarkable because it's not something that we were expecting. Right, to see. right. I mean, I think that's the thing that you mentioned earlier that I, the first time we talked about. It, I'm not sure it was clear early enough. Is like. The standard model predicts particles, and we were looking for the Higgs boson in a certain range. Right. We're not looking for anything in this range. There's nothing predicted to be here. Yeah. So it's... The the easiest thing is you could... I don't understand the Higgs phenomenon enough to know why this is, but supposedly you can split the Higgs into as many as five different particles. Uh, so it's possible this is just a shadow or, a, or another version... Another version of the Higgs field mm-hmm. um, it would still be remarkable if that were there because it wouldn't be the easiest version of the Higgs field the matrix could use it'd be something more complicated it I did say it doesn't look to be a supersymmetric particle it doesn't look to be part of this the, the supersymmetric thing because the if you follow supersymmetry then you'd expect the first particle in terms of mass that you find to be uh, a Gluino, a, a supersymmetric version of the gluon. The gluon is a boson. It looks like this part, that means the supersymmetric partner should be a fermion, so it should have a half integer spin. This particle, if we're correct, it decays into two photons. It's a diphoton decay. That means it's two bosons, two integer spins. So it has to be a boson because there's nothing else coming out of it. Right. Because spin has to be conserved. So it could be another version of the Higgs. It could be a zero-spin particle. It could be uh, a boson, uh, a regular boson, uh, a gauge boson, and one an integer spin of one. It could be a graviton integer spin of two. We don't know. It could right. be something in dark matter. We have no idea. This is just something that's not predicted. Right. So if it if it comes through... If we get the five sigma on it, then it'll be really very, very interesting because who knows what this is. So, you know, we predicted particles and we're able to predict what they would look like in a detector Mm -hmm. and we weren't looking for them. How do you flip that? How do you take a signal in a detector and then, you talked about some of the properties of it, about the spin and whatnot. But I guess maybe that's enough to start working backwards to what the properties of this particle. Yeah, I mean, is. When, what do you do? Is is you you look at the experiment, and you see what fits and what doesn't, uh, and you try to find something, some way that this will fit in with your model. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have something, well, you. You start working on those chalkboards and you figure out what what it is. Because <laughs> there is, as far as I know, other than that this could be a Higgs variant, there's no idea what it could be. This could be anything. Um, it looks like a boson. Hey, maybe it's decaying into some, into some uh, something that we don't see. Right. Maybe there's a fermion in there that we don't see. 
there's lots of <laughs> the sky's the limit. We don't know, and that's the reason why we're right. looking. Right. Uh, and yeah, I mean, who knows? Like I said, this is a very heavy particle. It's 750. Uh, the top cork is something around 250 GeV. This is way heavier. It's a lot of energy to make this thing in your pop out of the background. So clearly, if it's there, it's it's something that we won't see very often until we have a machine that's this powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I, I sort of, I tried to explain, but I really lost the thread of an inverse femtobarn. Um, essentially, it just means the amount you're looking at sort of a space so you're looking at this sort of like a, you can say a square or a rectangle of space uh, where these things collide and the more you have the more data you have the more you're looking the more you've scanned that space right it's it's called luminosity but essentially just means sort of how much data you have as measured in this thing called inverse femtobarns it's not a, that important but it, it's cool when you sort of understand it into Star Wars stuff we did have a discussion about Ray. yes Ray was tinkering with the force was something that uh, yeah I, I like the theory that I read about how she is um, you know she's kind of, I heard someone else talk about it this week and they use like a, an autodidact right where you know they're just they have such an affinity with it that just being exposed to it allows them to learn it and to reuse it and things like that um I like that theory. And then let's talk about what you... My comment was that sounds very much like a dark side trait. Someone Uh who is enamored with the dark side... Or enamored with the power of the Force and then sort of falls into using it because it's so... It turns out to be so much easier to use the dark side than the light. Yeah. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. Um, Which is is fine. Like... I like the idea, especially in the second episode of Star Wars. If it, it, uh, so, I keep, I keep saying I'm repeating myself, but I'm not because it, it didn't get recorded. Right. If it if it's, if this trilogy is just going to be a shadow of the other trilogy, then it's going to be pretty lame. If they do something different with the story, then it'll be cool. I think what the initial thing that I think they really should do is have Ray fall and. Kylo Ren become uh, saved. Yeah, I mean, so one thing about, you know, the... This is new. We didn't talk about this in the pre-show, but the... Um, you know, you were talking about how, like, the, the pull of the Force and, like, the Jedis and Yoda's always like, you know, you need to be disciplined to not fall into the dark side yep. type thing. So that's where you're coming from. But, I mean, there's examples of kids and people in Star Wars who, I mean, Luke had... The force, right? Mm-hmm. No training. He, you know, he was targeting womp rats in his T eighty four or whatever. But you know, maybe womp rats are people too. Uh, he, uh, Anakin in Phantom Menace, you know, he was using his force skills to be an awesome pod racer. You know, I don't consider that Star Wars. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, you're not gonna like the other one. But Ezra in in Clone in um, Rebels, right? He was using his um, force like skills as you know you know he just thought it was street savvy you know but really the reason he was you know doing what he was doing in rebels was 
because he was, you know, force active. So if you go by that card game we played, yeah. Han Solo has a strong force something. <laughs> yeah, no. he doesn't have the force. He doesn't have Jedi powers, but he does have like a force aptitude or something like that, where he can force, uh... he can use the force to get luck. I think was what they were. I don't know. It, it, it's this game Max got for a thing. And yeah. Basically, you get the the stats, whatever the yeah. dice roll for the characters are, and then you get a group of people. And you're like you, you have your card. You have to pick the top card, and you pick the strongest trait for that person. And if you end, it's up basically being, a more complicated version of war. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um. So we talked about we talked about the the, the rebels thing a little bit, even though you know, I'm not re- really that interested in it, but. But that's fine that you are. I'm not saying it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm not interested in it. Sure. But Order sixty. There are some clones that we talked about. Order sixty six. Yeah. But they have the microchip taken out of their heads. They don't have to worry about Order sixty six in in that series. Yeah. All right, that's a reasonable right. cartoon adjustment. Well, we were talking that's about fine. Finn, right? So yeah, we, the question was: Is Finn a clone? Right. And so I answered initially. This is fun. Very meta about what we talked about an hour and two hours ago. <laughs> uh, I said, no, they answered that in the movie. He was taken from his family. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie yet. I yeah. figure in the next couple of days I'll see it. He's taken from his family when he was very young and forced to be a slave slash stormtrooper. Yes, he was. Okay. We took a quick break. Uh, Finn, right? He was taken from his family at birth. Yep. And were you still proposing that he was a clone of the person that was taken from the family at birth? It's pos- I mean, he's a, he's a serial number, right? Uh, FN blah, 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 blah. Sure. Right? So maybe he's the whatever blah, blah, blah of that clone. It's possible. I can't imagine they're going to take the story there. It's not... I was going to say... I was going to spoil a movie, but it's not that movie. <laughs> um, Oh, we were talked real briefly in Rebels about how they explained not not just the chips in the Order sixty six about how clones age and before Episode four they were all very old and many of them died of old age before Episode four and that the Empire had retired all of the clones and and so on. So even in Episode four, the stormtroopers were likely either enlisted or conscripted. Okay. Yeah, who knows? It's a weird one. Okay, so I I saw this this great group of videos. Um, it's where I got that paper trick. Okay. That I showed you, but apparently you already knew it because you already knew how. To oh, I, there was only really one way yeah. to solve it. <laughs> uh, but the, the guy who was who was teaching said um, this great line: "As usual in science in general and in mathematics in particular." Sometimes if you take a good point of view, everything becomes clean and amusing. But if you take a wrong point of view, everything becomes ugly and really painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very fitting. Very true. If you right. if you look at it in just the wrong way, it's just going to be, oh, God, this is a ridiculously painful thing to do. But if you, mm-hmm. if you get it just the right way, it's, oh, look at that. <laughs> that just fits. So hopefully... The stuff I was trying to teach you before was more just sort of giving you a background of sure. uh, how the 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 math, where how how we what we're doing when we do some of these things, but um, 
not going to get into any of that today. I do want to do Greg Explains His Tweets, though. Okay. Greg Explains His Tweets! <laughs> so, my most recent tweet, I don't understand it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I may be a product, but I'm not a sycophant. I don't. I had no idea what I was thinking when I wrote that. <laughs> I almost looked up sycophant, but I decided to figure out. I mean, explain it to it, me. It's. I mean, it's me saying. Um, I think it's me. So here's what I think it is. I think it was me thinking like, uh, I am, and everybody else is in some way uh, a product of other things that occur. Uh, but I am not, just because I'm a product of these things doesn't mean I am hope slavishly devoted to those things that produce me. So you can think about it purely in economic terms, like I'm a product, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm a product that isn't going to be singing the virtues necessarily of that which I'm supposed to be selling. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I think that was a, a sociological thing, though. It was more like I'm a product of certain processes and certain things. That doesn't mean that I'm slavishly devoted to them. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so there are two things that I thought were... So the uncertainty principle in social economics... You already know the uncertainty principle, so you don't need to worry about mm-hmm. this. But people don't. Uh, it's in, in social economic terms, the uncertainty principle is the closer you are to something, the larger effect it seems to have. I think that okay. if you if you are in a situation, if if you think about it this way, you are going to really strongly be affected if your mother has cancer. If you hear about somebody across town who has cancer, it's not going to strongly affect you at all. If if you don't right. have any relation right. to them, mm-hmm. and that really is the uncertainty principle. If you're closer to something, it seems a lot bigger. The effect seems much larger, uh, and that seems that seeming thing is actually a physical law of the universe, as far as we can tell. That the closer you are to something, that the more you look at something the less you understand about all the stuff around it because you're so influenced by that thing you're looking at. Yes. Uh, then this was a sort of metaphysical tweet. I don't know if there's an ultimately scarier concept than that some things are potentially forever unknowable, but it fits the data. Okay. I I think that from from the mind of somebody... Like me, who's always analyzing things and always likes to find the answers to things, there it's sort of scary to come to the realization that there's some things I'm never going to be able to know. And that, that you're never going to be able to know, or that anyone human... is never going to be able to know. Well, but which one scares you? What scares me is is that uh, they're potentially forever unknowable. Like I said, so right. not not me, but right, they're unknowable for everybody and everything. Uh, and it's it's scary to to be to be told that basically uh, this is how it works, and you're never going to be able to get past this point. Uh, and scary or not, though, that seems to be how it works. Okay, uh, I'm surprised that I'm surprised you find it scary. Um, 
Maybe you don't mean scary in the same way I'm imagining it or something. It's not scary like, uh, it's not like Friday the 13th scary. It's more like existential scary. Like, wow, is is it something that we will never... It's the, the, the concept that there is something that we won't know is existentially scary. It's scary... Like to the pit of your soul, like the like the idea is runs counter to what you want to believe, to huh. everything you want to believe. But it appears to be true. So regardless of what you want to believe, regardless of what I want to believe, right? Um, I do want things to be ultimately discoverable. I don't think that's the case, and that right. I mean, so. Maybe I'm not imagining ultimately discoverable in the right way or something. I mean, we've talked about this before in our belief systems and whatnot, yeah. but, you know, I take great comfort in all the things we can't explain. There's things we haven't explained yet, and there's things that we will not explain in my lifetime, and there's things that humanity will never explain. I, I, I don't, right, well, I don't well, feel uncomfortable by that last one. Well, I mean, think about the the... One thing that um, maybe we have totally explained it and we just don't know it, uh, which is death, right? That's a scary idea. And the reason why it's scary is because you don't know. Because you you want to think that you're there's sort of a continuation of something, but you don't know, and that makes it scary. It's it's your lack of knowledge that scares you. If you knew for sure it was going to happen, uh, then it's it's less scarier of a something. At least, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to go in the death the same way I went into Star Wars Episode Seven, and if it's not a painful, horrific, <laughs> excited, mess, and looking forward to it. <laughs> no, no, if it's not a painful, horrific mess, I'll be happy. Okay. <laughs> um. So you, there was a. It was a tweet I made, which is, it's a balmy 63 degrees two days after the solstice in Pittsburgh at night, <laughs> which was not the highest it would get. No, no, there was one time where it was one o'clock in the morning and raining in 65 degrees. Yes. And it was three days after. Yeah. And he said to me, hard to complain about that. And I said, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> this is not winter weather. This is wrong. This is wrong. Everyone I've talked to is worried about this this rebound, this because it's so nice now, it's going to be so much worse later. Everybody has yeah, this feeling yeah. that, you know, there's a quota. Right, and because right. we're not withdrawing now, it's going to come back in spades later. It's 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 the karma illusion, right? I mean, it's the same thing. It's yeah. it's the it's the idea that yeah, there's a, it's sort of a cosmic. It, it, it there's no, it, it's a zero sum game. So if you're taking it now, you're mm-hmm. gonna have to pay for that later. Every, it's I can't believe how much it comes yeah. up. It's it's, from what I understand, it's, it's actually kind of not likely. It's it, we're probably gonna have a very mild winter, uh-huh. uh, and it's just it, it's the El Nino effect and whatever else is perpetuating these these strange weather things, which. I don't think it's natural. I don't think several weeks of this is is the kind of thing that you expect to see. So I was over at my parents' house on... This is going to go into a couple of different things that are um, very good post-show material. Over at my parents' house for Christmas Eve. Family comes over. 
there I'm in the kitchen with my sister, brother-in-law, my aunt. And you know, I'm talking about the weather, right? And and I actually they weren't necessarily talking about climate change or global warming. Mm-hmm. But I was noting that a couple warm days in December isn't the thing that, you know, signifies climate change. Right. You know, it's the average temperature of the whole year. Then my sister blurts out this whole, well, my neighbor's a science teacher and a climate change denier. Well, she didn't say that, but I mean, that's what she said, right? Uh, I mean, that's that's not the words that came out, but that's the sentiment yeah, that came out. Yeah. And because he's a science teacher and doesn't believe in climate change, I be right. think he's right. And then her husband, who is a assistant principal at a high school, kind of is going along with that. We live in a very interesting area, don't we? There's a real clash of, of And then thoughts. I kind of said, you know, anyone who is a cli- doesn't believe in climate change should not have a teaching license. <laughs> There, there's something to be said for that. Um, so, so that was fascinating. And then, so the last couple of years, I, I, don't know, I started a tradition, but it's been completely ruined by my aunt. But I started a tradition of going out caroling. So, like, who's ever gone Christmas caroling? Uh-huh. Nobody, right? So we go out and just start singing at houses, ringing doorbells and singing carols. and it, it's It's fun. My sister often, no, she likes being the center of attention. She often doesn't think what she says, you know, think about the impact of what she says. Mm -hmm. So she jokingly, because there was one house, Allie didn't know the words of the song, so she jokingly told Allie that she's the worst Christmas caroler ever. Not what you want to say to a seven-year-old. No. So Heather heard this. Heather was really angry. As she has every right well, to be. Well, we knew she was joking, but we are mad at her not realizing the impact of her words. So when we get back from caroling, Heather, Heather tells me, you know, Allie basically didn't want to sing anymore. She was almost crying. Um, so I, I'm so mad at my sister. I, I just had, I told my mom. Sister comes out and starts yelling, like, I didn't say it, I didn't say it. I'm like, you might have been, you know, big whole drama thing, right? Then she starts breaking down, like, you know, it breaks my heart that we don't have a closer relationship. That you think I'd say something like that, blah, blah, blah. And then she, like, pulls out this thing, like, I made a fat joke about her father-in-law at her wedding or something. Which I have, like, no recollection of it, but... And it would have been, like, in the limo ride before I was drinking, so, like, I can't... Father-in-law versus seven-year-old daughter... Well, I don't know why she brought that up, but she's been harboring some some th- feelings about that for ten years now, I guess. Um, my mom, I just think you should have searched her database and oh, <laughs> this thing, I have this to throw at him. And then she was like flipping out at Heather. We had to leave, and then my mom came over on Christmas morning, and and. Both, we said to my sister and my mom on Christmas Eve and my mom on Christmas morning that she may have been joking about it, but she doesn't think about the impact of her words, right? Neither of them heard that, right? 
they thought that we thought that she would intentionally say something hurtful. You know, like that she meant to put down my daughter. Um, so, like, the last couple of days have been, like, crazy bullshit. And then, like, finally, like, today or, I guess, last night or something, my cousin's kid, aside from Heather and Allie, my cousin's kid heard Chrissy say this. And, you know, yeah. the whole family heard it. And so now my sister sent me this big apology. And my mom sent Heather this apology for not believing her. And... Uh, that doesn't help. Well, no. No. I told Chrissy, I'm like, Heather and I both knew you were joking yeah. when you said it. That's not why we're mad that you said a joke. We're mad that you... You know... Well, Mostly we're mad because the way you flipped the fuck out on Heather, you yeah. had to leave. And, and all this bullshit. And then, and then my mom like sent this apology today and like, you know, I, I, both Heather and I were so mad at her that like we let her stew. Like, oh, these were, these were instant message apologies. Oh. Like text message or apolo- text, text message apologies. And, um, uh, so Did we she were, replace you with the letter U? <laughs> we let my mom stew for like six hours because I was, not ready to yeah. forgive that, you know. Oh, so Zach is the tr- is the is the trustworthy one in this family, <laughs> you know. Not Heather, me, yeah. Allie, but your daughter is is fa- infallible until Zach speaks up. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And then, but she's like, I thought you were saying that she intentionally hurt your, you know, said you know meant what she said about being, you know, like I'm like. If you were fucking listening. Yeah. If you... But it was like, I told my sister, I'm like, you know, there's, there's so many gripes I have about my sister, right? But I, I'm like, none of us are perfect. If we hash this out, it's going to make things worse. Let's just get over, move on, right? And uh, and then my mom, like, you know, she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't believe you. And I'm like, I don't it was like that the that that was worse than if she had not sent anything yeah cuz heather she wanted to send something like i apologize but you know blah 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 i'm like well no that's not apologizing that's that's picking a fight um so either you pick you're going to pick a fight or you're just going to yeah accept the apology and not prove your point Right? Yeah, I mean yeah. Yes. Yes. So we 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 took the accept the apology and not prove our point. I think my mom was probably in enough um pain and suffering over like the six hours today we didn't return her message. I know the feeling that, uh, where it's like you can you could beat on this drum but there's no point past a certain limit. As, she she as, feels awful. Yeah. Proving that we were right. Proving just how right we were doesn't help anything. Yeah, it, it's. I've had the same thing with with my family. Hell, I've had to do the same thing because I, you know, they, they messed up with other people, or or, or probably my family mm-hmm. too. Uh, it's the, the yeah. The best thing to do is to try to let it be water on the bridge because at least at this point they know you're listening for that. So. Well, right they're now. not gonna. They're not gonna strike at that thing again. If they do, then 
then then there needs to be some serious yeah. discussion. And so my husband's like, this doesn't sound like my daughter, like Chrissy. And like, it sounds exactly like Chrissy. <laughs> this she says things without thinking. The things she says to her kids the th- when when she's playing a board game with her husband, mm-hmm. and her husband does something that penalizes her, she in front of the kids calls him an asshole and you know all this shit. Yeah. It sounds exactly like Chrissy. Mm-hmm. But my mom... That's not what. That's not the way you raise your kids. My mom. So, do, well, my mom yeah. doesn't hear it. Yeah. Apparently. Um, which is crazy. Like, and that's how our thing ended. Oh man, the mellow the melodrama was crazy. You know that whole oh, it kills me that we're not closer, and and then my mom's like, I don't want this family to be torn apart. <laughs> she left our house crying Christmas morning. Heather didn't even want her to come over. And, Heather, and my mom was like, if you care about this family at all, you'll let it come over. I can see where Heather's coming from completely. If you ask me, uh-huh. Heather has every right to be upset. I mean, because they were basically impugning upon her, saying, oh, Heather's, you know, Heather's lying, or, or Heather's not telling the truth in order to make her look bad. It's like, why would she do that? There's no... Why Why would... Why would Heather cares about Allie have gotten daughter. upset if, if that was the case. So they were trying to... Her first story was that she said something just to the group because at the the next house, the next house was crazy. The lady opened the door and we're singing at her. She walks off to the side. It looked like she was going to get some family to watch us sing, right? She comes back. She kind of like waves us off, like, but we couldn't tell what what it was. And we keep singing. And she closes the door on us and turns out the light. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then that's when Chrissy's like, you know, said, oh, we must be the worst carolers ever. And said, Ellie must have heard that. No, she's. But no, what it was was like she like grabbed Ellie on the arm and said, you're the worst caroler ever. Because she didn't know the words to some song. Oh. Mm. She didn't. She, she, she just said it because she was careless and not thinking things through. Ugh. Yeah. Not because she was being willfully mean. Right, but still, it's like, you'd be more careful around kids. I mean, I'm not the I, smartest I, I, well, you see, guy I mean, in the world, I know how to... I sh- Heather and I should still have the right to be angry with yeah. her. Yeah, For that. And and that's why we were angry with her. Like, how can you be so careless to say that to some seven-year-old? And then it just got crazy from there. Got super crazy. And then my dad, my aunt was taking their side, and oh, it was it was not so. I totally understand why Heather would be upset because yeah, I mean she feels like she's under attack by your family, I was, and I was upset, you know. And you, yeah, you, well, who am I gonna? What side am I gonna take? My family, sure, I grew up with them, but I sleep beside yeah Heather. I plan on spending the rest of my life with and you Heather, have, and these are your kids. <laughs> This is your guess. This what? is your fort. My new family. Yeah, my, my stronger family. Yes, my so. Man, it was it was bonkers. Well, sorry to hear that. I I, I miss Christmas because I was uh, bedridden. Oh really? That's too bad. <laughs> I yeah. Well, I, I threw out my back the day before. It was really kind of me being stupid. It was me um, playing around with a traction device. I think that was that it caused me to traction device. Yeah, traction for your neck. Oh okay. Yeah, and I think it did it too much or something and I, I pulled my back and it was just it was a lot of pain oh, uh, and so I, I missed out on, on Christmas dinner um, and then I uh, missed out on coming to the show 
the next day. And so I, was like, I got to watch Cloud Atlas, man. So. Yeah, you did. So you got to watch the true, true, the true, true. Yeah. So the other thing that got lost in the pre-show is I've been on a you know, no new no new TV shows. I've been on a movie yeah. binge. So first couple of shows I watched were movies I watched were really good. I watched uh, Ant Man. It's quite enjoyable. Watched Mad Max Fury Road, which was. Greg hasn't watched it yet, but I mean, it was. A, yeah. I was surprised because I'm not a big fan of the Mad Max line, even though they probably, I guess, might have checked more of the more recent remake because I guess this is the fourth movie in the series. So, like two and three, I'm not too familiar with. Oh, um, I'm gonna have to check those out. Well, I'm gonna. There's Mad Max. There's Mad Max Beyond Thunderstorm. And can't we just get Beyond okay. Thunderdome? Okay. And then there's Mad Max Three, which is oh, like, is Three any good? I have, to look I have and no see. idea. Yeah, but Fury Road. I mean, there's the cinematography, the the DP, the you know the camera and whatnot. Um, really interesting. It's also your Const- kind of thing, right? Because it's post post apocalyptic. Yes, I never like so. Kind of, but you know. Why I like these things, there's things I don't like. Like, I don't really care for, like, the original Mad Max, even though I haven't watched it lately. Maybe mm-hmm. I should watch it. Didn't like that kind of thing. Don't really care for Blade Runner. Yeah, I don't really care for Blade Runner either. Um, So, like, all the ones that used to be? That's, I, that's more dystopian, not post Yeah, well, yeah. they're kind of... Maybe yeah, not. Maybe no. I don't like... I mean, dystopian is, like, too much plenty. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it, maybe. It's like it, it, it's it's the same kind of distressing. I like thing, the but it's, I like it's the, the opposite reason. I, I like the uh, post-apocalypse set in my reality, you know, in my timeline, you know, okay. where it's things I can relate with more. You know, where Mad Max is too far out, and what do you think of Waterworld? Boring. <laughs> but you know, so the ones I do like, like one of the first ones, The Stand, right? I thought that was okay. Have you watched it lately? No, I haven't watched it lately. <laughs> I watched it when I was like 14 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's... Yeah. Although if you really want to laugh your ass off, watch the Lankaliers. Or try to. <laughs> but, you know, so that... And then all the zombie stuff and, you know, current things. Uh, yeah, so I like I like that kind. The stuff that's set too far out. Mm. Or it's a little too fantasy. Like, you know, to me, Mad Max was is fantasy. Sure, because it's it's just too far out to be really based on the world when society ends. Well, they have a huge problem with uh, fuel and stuff, but they have no problem with exploding guitars, make flames, <laughs> or just shooting fuel out yeah. of tailpipes. <laughs> oh my god, that guitar player—it's uh, so awesome! <laughs> you gotta watch it. I won't. I won't. Yeah. So uh, there was a conversation we had with uh, Sitar. Yes, uh, Mike on Twitter. He he apparently was listening to some older episodes, and he commented on our anniversary DVD. Like, How can I get these anniversary DVD rooms? That was like the first second year, right? That it was, was the first three years. Yeah. Actually. Uh, so they weren't video, right? They right. were just DVD delivery of our shows. They were slightly better quality. Yeah, because right. I used to save off the one twenty eights. Right. I haven't. I don't. I was, well, we do the show at ninety six now, so I don't save off anything else. We used to do the show at forty, mm-hmm. and I'd save off the one twenty eights. There were. I think there was one of them where we had a special episode. A special. First, I think each one we did a bonus show for it. Really? Okay, it's possible. We should probably put those online now. Yeah. 
sell them for a thousand dollars. Um, so he mentioned that I said at one point I should stop picking on stone. Good luck with that. <laughs> it, it sure be fun to be able to like, like know everything that always yeah. happened to just yeah. cherry pick like really great moments. I mean, uh, so my response to Mike was, to be fair, it may have taken me five years or so, but I basically love Stone now, except for like three or four beers. And he said, I'm pretty sure you went off on them, one of their beers pretty recently. <laughs> uh, and I said, yeah, I'm always ready to go off on a beer, uh, but I do hold Stone to a higher standard. <laughs> um, yeah. It's kind of pretty much self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh, and there was also my other comment was, um, oh, so apparently he, so he listened to something where he said, I, we were questioning iPods more popular than beer on college campuses. <laughs> um, Hey, we've thought a lot of silly things. I, I, I did say to him, wait till you get into my Twitter rants. <laughs> <laughs> How much I hate, I hate Twitter. And now I'm like, yeah. I'm doing a, a, a feature called Greg Explains My Tweet. Uh, 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 I missed the end of that. I didn't see the PyPods College one. But uh. Okay, so here's a, a, a line that I had. Um, because I, I was talking about this with um, with uh, with Nick and Dylan. We were having a, a lunch at their dinner at uh, the... Uh, Church beer, church beer works. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just a, a line. We have the tech we do because of the physics we've learned. Imagine if we understood biology to the same level as quantum electrodynamics. Mm-hmm. This is sort of me coming to the point where some of the reason why we have this amazing tech bubble is because we had the physics down. We mm-hmm. really understood the physics. Like in the 60s, we had a, a, an awesomely complete version of how electrodynamics works. Mm-hmm. So we really understood what to do in terms of, of the, the the physics stuff. And it was just right. engineering and that's it. Right. Uh, and so, and, and building, you know, programming, building user interfaces, but that's all it was. So if we had that level of knowledge behind other things, and we'd sort of, I expect we'd see a similar kind of growth in that field. And we don't. We simply do not understand biology to that kind of level. Um, we don't, if we had that understanding of uh, chromodynamics, of the strong force, and we have, basically infinite energy to use and we don't we don't have that kind of understanding of it at all we understand electrons we really understand electrons we pretty much understand everything there is to know about electrons okay we don't yeah i mean i i really understood when you i saw it's funny i've seen all all, every greg explains his tweet tweets so far i saw this week how about that so um yeah but the one this one you know it really makes sense i mean there's like it's like drug testing right it's not like you can necessarily we're actually getting a lot better than this but like 10 years ago there was not really like predicting what drug mm-hmm. would have what effect right it was pretty much make a drug test it look for effects yep and when i when i discovered drug development was like that it like blew my mind that it was kind of like shot in the dark, you know, like, okay, let's see what this is. Oh, it killed that mouse. Maybe we shouldn't try it. Let's try less. Oh, it still kills the mouse. Oh, maybe this arsenic's not a good thing to, <laughs> to use as a medicine. Um, and, you know, I think, 
I think that's probably changed over the last five years or so. Somewhat, I, I don't really want to pretend I know exactly why, but I think that uh, genomics is part of it, and then another part of it is just uh, like modeling, like computer modeling of things. I think we we're just in the infant stages of being able to model drug interactions and that kind of biology type stuff. But I get you. I get you. You know, imagine if we did understand. Yeah cell metabolism or you know yeah cell metabolism like we understood the electron i mean cancer would be gone you know almost every disease probably aging we'd be able to take care of um a lot any degenerative disease gone um yeah so much would just be turn on this engineering problem turn on those genes once you just have an engineering problem well that (laughs) you'll get there Whenever you get a cavity, yeah. you turn on the gene to grow a new tooth instead of to uh, get it filled. Yeah, there's so much you can do. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, here's a tweet I had. Remember when two girls, one cup turned us all into liberals? <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of my shot in the dark of being like, maybe part of the reason why you know I turned into and and you and every you know, turned over us because we just got exposed to so much stuff we're just like all right fuck it let people <laughs> let them do what they want that's all that tweet too um uh there was a, a fish center tweet i had which was because um, they did a, a fish center live on that thursday and i said uh I feel really sorry if people stuck at some dumb Star Wars movie when I get to watch FCL Nog Night. They had like Christmas parties. They had a, they had a night show of Fish Center, and it was it wasn't the best show actually, but because um, there were some earlier shows that were very funny. I still still am a big fan of Fish Center. Still does some amazing things. Uh, still is very dumb. Still is very funny. Still is you know mostly misses, but those hits are pretty strong hits and it's still a dumb show about fish in a fish tank <laughs> i mean it's not even really about fish in a fish tank it's more like a, a radio show these four guys have that oh yeah also let's do this mm-hmm. <laughs> let's also do this fish in a fish tank thing right and it's fun I, it, there's something very unique about it and um you know i've gotten to I've gotten to know the guys and their sort of characters they put on so that helps too i'm sure eventually i'll get tired of it Mm-hmm. I always do get tired of these things after a while. Yes, sir. Yeah, but for now it's good. I wonder what Sun Tzu would do with Trump. As we just thinking, I mean, it's kind of a new weird thing that's going on with Trump, where he's just he's able to deny, he's able to just lie about stuff and no one cares. Um, and just run a totally different campaign than anybody's ever seen, and people are just like people love him so it's like what do, you, what do you do if you're the master of warfare the master of this sort of thing and there's somebody flaunting all your rules so what the hell do you do yeah it's uh he's uh, just hacking populism right I guess so. There are a couple of tweets that I, I uh, retweeted. One was from Kumail Nanjiani. He said, "I would love to retweet the G- to live tweet the GOP debate, but then I have to watch the GOP debate." <laughs> uh, this was was I guess because Jeb Bush in the debate says something about uh, 
going into the Middle East again. Mm-hmm. And this guy, uh, Matt Roller, who's a writer on, uh, on Rick and Morty, said, Fun theory, the Bush family is always advocating invasion of the Middle East because they're looking for a magical, long-lost amulet. That is a fun theory. Like, imagine if, if, if you were to go, like, there was a movie series, and, like, the Bushes, that was the whole goal of their presence. He was trying to get this amulet. That's a fun theory. Well, you did see the news where, like, 30% of Americans think we should bomb Agri- Agrabad or yeah, yeah. You know, the city that was in. Yeah, Aladdin. I mean, that, that, that feels like one of those things that's kind of, I mean. Well, it goes, with the long, it goes with the amulet part, at least. Yeah. Um, I forget why. I think because someone sent me to a, a, an Alex Jones thing. <laughs> uh, some ridiculous, and and I, I saw a tweet from him saying, who do you think is winning the GOP debate so far? So I responded to him and said, the, the reptilian colonial overlord demons, of course. No response. Um, what else is there? Oh, there's a line about how the GOP is look like, look, starting to look like it's WWE. <laughs> I sort of feel like there's this, this inter party squabble that is very much taking the very much taking the WWE storylines and turning them into just like slightly more just slightly more realistic mm-hmm. so the idea being that Trump is sort of this this bad boy that that manages to 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 even to even trump Vince McMahon but eventually you know some Mark Rubio guy is going to come up and and be the be the baby face that that will Represent the GOP. And I saw this headline, right? Ted Cruz campaign rally morphs into creepy prayer revival, so everyone can pray for him to be president. Yeah, you know, the, the Ted Cruz stuff. Did Did I show you the picture? I think I I may have sent it to you, or maybe sent it to somebody else. But uh, the picture of um, Ted Cruz and Kevin from The Office. No, and it's like it. it's oh god, it's like perfect. Let's see if I maybe I sent it to because it's it's. It's like, oh yeah, that's where I know that face from. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Take Chris looks like the personal porcelain doll version of Kevin, but Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Uh, and it's, I mean, I don't. It, it's not me making fun of his looks so much as me making fun of him being a disgusting human being. Uh, and so that's the problem. That's the real problem I have. Mm-hmm. That's why it's it. That's why he's ugly to me. Not because of his looks, but because the ugliness inside. Oh. <laughs> oh. Man. Oh. So there's there's my tweets. Good job. Thank you. Good job. Anything else? No. Yeah. Well, that was fun doing that commercial. I like that. Yeah. We, we Maybe we should do more like projects like that because as long as we can get them done in that kind of time and just yeah. have fun with it. Hope you liked it. I mean, we had, we had a <laughs> hell of a lot of fun doing and it. Yes, we know the singing is awful. Yeah. That's, the, that's kind of the point. Um, <laughs> it was not there to be anything but but us. It's funny that yeah. I'm so bad that Greg sounds pretty good by contrast. <laughs> I 
But anyway. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. Oh, New Year's show. Yeah. Should have talked about that on the show. We'll have to tweet it and stuff. Yeah.